Kia ora, I'm Erin Keem and you're listening to Conversations About Closets with my closest thousand friends. I started this project to get me through a gloomy Seattle winter, which was hitting me hard. The thing is, I love women. Why not showcase them? Why not call women I've never met, have our first conversation, record it and turn it into a podcast? So that's what I did. I didn't edit, I still don't. Some days I'm on fire, some days not so much, and sometimes I even forgot to ask questions about closets. But all my guests are amazing. Listen up, get to know them, you'll be glad you did. If you want to be a guest on my show, go to erinkeem.com. I'd love to meet you. Aroha for listening, here's today's episode. Tracy, do you know the sun just came out? fantastic I like that (laughs) oh I swear my world just gets wonderful as soon as the sun hits the lake it's like oh that's why I live in Seattle I knew I had to have some reason for putting up with the putting up with the winters here (laughs) though I have been reframing the gray as silver I'm trying to think of it as silver Mm. you know like a unicorn prancing across the sky perfect Thank you so much for joining me. So I decided that I would interview a thousand women because, you know, it was a Wednesday and I'd had coffee and (laughs) you are a wonderful guinea pig because we have never, well, we had our very first conversation only a few minutes ago. We knew who each other was. We'd seen each other thanks to the magic of Zoom, but we had our first real human to human conversation literally five minutes ago. And I said, can I please interview you? And you said, when? And I said, now. (laughs) And here you are. And here I am. <laughs> Tracy, would you tell us, you know, the zillions and zillions of people that are going to be listening, who you are, how wonderful you are, of course, and what you do? Sure, I would be delighted. Well, um, my name is Tracy Lee Davis, and I am the owner of Zing Pop Social Media. Now, I work with small business owners who are generally resistant to social media, and that's usually because they don't know where to begin. So what they want is a simple starting point and a plan so that they can get more exposure, make more money, and look like a social media rock star. (laughs) Where did you come up with the name? Oh, my goodness. So... When I was starting my business back in um, the end, around this time in 2013, um, I had decided I was going to be starting my own company and I was coming up with all of these names and they were all so great that other businesses had already used them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was just so frustrated. Turn after turn, I would come up with these names. I would do a search for them and then great, they were already out there. So um, one of my friends who was really integral in helping me um, get started with my business, she said, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do some some brainstorming and word association. So she asked me all of these questions and I, I wrote down all of these notes. She, you know, she's like, what's your favorite animal? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite food? What's your favorite this? What's your favorite that? And I also had another friend who was helping me at the time. And he said, you know, oh, you should you should just make up a word like Google, you know, because that's so easy just making up a word. And he said, you should start it with an X or a Z, because then it's a little bit more memorable. And so I 
did all of this, uh, this brainstorming with my one friend and then took that, that list. And I was literally looking through a thesaurus in the Z's. <laughs> and when that happened, when I was doing that, one of the foods that I had listed down, that's one of my favorites is popcorn. And while I was looking at the Z's, my phone, you know, back in 2013, um, I had a notification pop up from Facebook and it was a little zing sound at that time. And so I was primed. I was perfectly primed. So I was looking at the Z's and my thesaurus, a little zing noise came up on my, my phone and I had the word popcorn in front of me. So zing pop, it was, it took me forever to come up with that. And I am so glad that I persevered because I love it. <laughs> it was sheer and utter genius. Don't you love those Eureka moments? Yes. I mean, that was serendipity. It, it really was. Pop. All of it just coalescing at the same time and place was pretty extraordinary, especially after, I mean, it probably took me three months to come up with that name. <laughs> and it's a brilliant name. It is absolutely and utterly memorable. Thank you. So, so how would people find you? Do they just Google Zing Pop? Um, well, if they Google just Zing Pop, they're probably going to come up with a, uh, a gaming company in Australia. But uh, <laughs> if you do anything that has Zing Pop with the word social after it, then they're going to find me because all of my handles, my website, everything is Zing Pop Social. So I'm, my website is zingpopsocial.com. And you can find me at Zing Pop Social on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere that you would expect to find a social media person. <laughs> and I believe you have Facebook as well. I, I, I know you have a Facebook group, which you very kindly asked me to come and have a look at. Would you, is this a, is this a place to talk about? Sure. That? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So I, um, I am very, very passionate about making sure that all business owners have the ability to get support with their business. I, I recognize from this being my second career, that people get into owning a small business, not because they're super excited about owning a small business, but because they are passionate about whatever it is that they do, whether that be dog training, professional organizing, baking cookies, whatever it is, people are, are passionate about that and generally don't have business experience. <laughs> um, I know that when I got into owning my own business uh, or prior to managing a business before this, this one, um, that I didn't know anything about running a company. And so I, I kind of was thrown to the wolves in my previous career. And so that made me very cognizant of the fact that small business owners need support. And it's not just small business owners who are making a lot of money who needs support. It's generally the people who aren't making a whole lot of money that need help the most. And so I created a membership program that does have two paid levels, but the free level really is for anyone who wants to learn more. So I have a, I have a Facebook group that people can join and ask any questions that they have about social media, and I'll gladly answer them. Um, it's a place where I share ideas and tips, and um, you know, it's a nice community of other small business owners who are <laughs> wading their way through the exciting life of, of uh, marketing your own small business through social media and email. Um, and I also, you know, along with that membership, um, I send out a, a monthly email with resources in it. So I send out um, 
these great content ideas because that's one of the biggest issues a lot of people um, that I talk to, their biggest concern, biggest issue is that they don't know what to post. And so I create a monthly content idea calendar so that people can um, look at that on any given day and see, oh, you know, today's National Cookie Day or whatever. <laughs> and then they can post about that if they don't know what else to post about. So I try to make it just as accessible as possible and as easy as possible because all small business owners deserve to have a shot. There are so many great social media holidays. Yes, there are. <laughs> and some of them are so particularly obscure that they are just delightful. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm look actually looking on my list to see what some of the things are today. And today, Monday the 14th, it's National Booyah Base Day, of course, because <laughs> why wouldn't you want to celebrate that? <laughs> sure how to pronounce it let alone make it <laughs> yeah and so there are all sorts of weird obscure things going on every day and it's fun to think about that so tomorrow is national cupcake day who doesn't want to celebrate oh. with cupcakes right <laughs> that would be a popular one is there a national uh english breakfast decaf with soy uh day I, you know i'm gonna start one I, I actually think i believe that you can actually start your own social media holiday indeed you can i bet that, that there's an english breakfast day though i bet there is i'm sure there is a national tea day so <laughs> i bet it's closely aligned to a national jane austen day i feel like they would go hand in hand i know what i'm doing after this i'm jumping on i'm, I'm jumping on a search engine oh and having it's a december look. 2nd a great idea. december 2nd english breakfast day so no, you just missed it. Okay, hold on. <laughs> oh, hold on. I'm right. I'm going to put this in my diary, December second, two thousand twenty-one, because you know I am all over that. Yeah, <laughs> there is nothing like a good cup of tea. Mm. I come from New Zealand, and we 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 hold tea in very high regard. But can we get back? But let's get back to you. What do you love most? Because I could, you know, tea is obviously very very important. But but what do you love most about working with your clients? Oh, there are so many things. Um, one of the things that I appreciate the most is how much variety I get. You know, no, no, no two days are the same. Case in point, I don't often do new client consultations and then wind up on a podcast right after it. Um, <laughs> but I, I love the fact that I get to work with so many different types of businesses and help with so many different facets. Um, you know, I, I work with people on their social media. I work with people on their email marketing. I work with people on their Google My Business pages. Um, you know, so I'm really working with helping these small businesses get exposure because in general, that's pretty much what everybody needs, right? I mean, they, hopefully everybody has a great customer experience. Hopefully everybody has a great product or service that they're selling. And so it's just a matter of getting that product or service in front of the right audience. And so that's incredibly rewarding for me that I'm able to help people succeed in what they're passionate about. So that that's the coolest part for me. And then, of course, you know, the variety that I mentioned, you know, just being able to connect with all of these different small business owners um, is so rewarding. And I often find great products and services that I wind up buying <laughs> because I get to learn about them all. And it's really great. 
I completely understand. I interviewed a woman this week who who owns Broadway Colouring, and I now have colouring books coming my way. And I also interviewed an amazing woman who makes handmade masks. And yes, yes, one of those is on on their way to me as well. So, so this podcast is going to end up being quite an expensive, uh, and quite an expensive endeavour, but in the most delightful <laughs> way. Speaking of handmade masks, and which which okay, I, I'm segueing here very clumsily to closing. We talked on the phone just before this, which was lucky because I'm still in a surgical boot. I'm wearing my gym huh. gear and I'm wearing what, what I call stripper <laughs> pants because they zip on both sides. There's a stripper pants. Oh, fantastic. Because they zip on both sides. You can get them on and off a moon boot, which for a stylist, I mean, you know, thank heavens this isn't a Zoom call because uh, no one would hire me. <laughs> but what are you, at the risk of sounding like one of those websites we want to see demolished, what are you wearing right now? <laughs> um, certainly nothing that would be of anything uh, of use to you. I'm wearing PJ pants and a sweatshirt that I've had for 20 plus years. So really high fashion. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Now, are these pajamas patterned? Yes. Do, are they... Yes, they are. They have oh, no. um, elephants on them. They're actually my my kind of go-to because my um, my membership that I have, it's called Zing Pop in Your PJs um, so that people can learn how to, to do all this from the comfort of their home. And so I always wear the same PJs when I give my webinars. And so these are the PJ bottoms from that. So they are gray with little um, cartoon elephants and they are holding flowers. <laughs> They sound delightful. Now, what drew you to elephant pajamas with flowers? Um, really, it was the color combination because they it's loosely uh, um, tied back to my branding colors. It's like a pastel version of my branding colors, and they're cute. <laughs> I love the fact that you're on brand, and they sound totally cute. So before COVID hit, I know you used to have you know two-hour sessions with your clients in person, were you still wearing the elephant pajama pants? <laughs> no, I was not. I, I, I support you in that decision. It is a brand. I support you. No, in person, I would actually look presentable and respectable like a business person should when you meet in person. Um, so I, I am a big fan of... Um, wearing jewel tone colors you know i do i do love me some good uh blue and purple and teal teal is my branding color so i wear it a lot um but i i do you know what's interesting is prior to this career i worked at uh, i was a dog trainer i guess technically i still am so i, I worked in the pet care industry <laughs> right. and so i wore jeans and um, t-shirts and if i was you know really dressed up i'd wear some khakis and a polo and that was you know it, it made sense for my day to day then and that does not cut it anymore so that's been one of the exciting journeys that i've had being a business owner giving presentations, meeting with my clients privately, is that I need to look the part. And so I, um, I've i definitely had some big uh, style makeovers in the last, I would say, three years. I feel like I've come into my own. Um, and um, so I, I, I actually wear a lot of cabbie clothing because it's really easy to get clothes that all work and coordinate together. So that's one of the, the things that I do a lot. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm I, I know. not wearing any of that today. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to overtalk you. I was going to say, I know, Cabby. I went to one of their, uh, do, they, do they still have the business model where uh, a, a representative will, will come with a variety of clothing so you can inspect them and yes. try them on? They, they were kind of like a miniature truck yeah. show 
going and they go from shop to shop. So I have seen their clothing and they're usually very well made. The quality is, I remember being very high. Yeah. And the thing so I what? really appreciate about it is that the color palettes from season to season, they have two releases a year and they all coordinate with each other. So a blue from three years ago is going to match with a blue from this season. So you can mix and match different seasons and have them all work together, which I appreciate because I am, am not, the type of person who buys a ton of clothing, uh, but I want to have the stuff that I own to last a long time and to, um, you know, still be relevant and also coordinate with each other. You know, having, having a pair of pants that I can't wear with anything except for one top is useless to me. <laughs> it's useless to just about everybody. I love that. I, I didn't realize they kept that seasonality in a way that you could still pull back pieces from earlier yeah. collections. Uh, that is definitely a point in their favor. What prompted the style makeover? Was it because you switched from dog training to social media? And what would see what helped you get through that style makeover? Um, well, yeah, going doing the switch and realizing, okay, I don't have I don't have very many clothes that um, are appropriate for getting in front of people and giving presentations. And since I do a ton of presentations. Um, I, I really wanted to make sure that I wasn't just wearing the same two dresses over and over and over again. <laughs> so that was a big thing, you know, and just being around, I'm in a networking group called Women's Networking Alliance. And when I would go to these meetings, I would see these ladies who were, had been in business for longer than I was, and they just look so sharp and put together. And I realized how much having a, a well put together wardrobe impacts your um, how people perceive you. And I wanted to make sure that people took me seriously, that um, that I looked the part and that I, I you know, that I looked like I belonged. <laughs> so that that was a big, a big piece of it for me. Well, you just go to spiel that works for me. So thank <laughs> you. Thank you for just explaining a lot about what it is I do and why I do it. <laughs> So one of the things that I tell my clients to do, if you see a woman like that, if you love what she's wearing, go and ask her where she mm. got the clothes. Go and ask her how she learned to put them together because we're not born knowing how to color nope. coordinate uh, if, our, if our crayon choices are anything to go by. And we're not born learning how to put outfits together. And it, it is a journey. It takes a while to actually find your own style, but also to to have an eye as to what goes with what. It sounds like you've got almost a capsule uh, thing going on with your wardrobe and the fact that all your pieces do go together. So kudos Yay, for that. Because I am, I am hopeless at putting things together. <laughs> if, if it's not, uh, it, I generally am, oh, I see it on a mannequin. Great. That's the thing I'm going to try on. I am, if I'm doing it by myself, I am not good at putting together things that are not obvious pairs so i need help <laughs> well that's why they put the mannequins at the, front of the store it's to show you how to put an outfit together so you're very <laughs> smart i think that's very hmm. expedient i teach outfit formulas because uh it, it isn't a given uh it does require practice and it does require an eye and that's part of the reason i teach it because we're yep. busy you know we've got lives to impact we've got money to make we've got a world to change and if you, you know, you look and feel good, you can get on with it. Absolutely. <laughs> and it prevents decision fatigue. 
you know, there's nothing worse than standing in front of a closet going, I don't know what to wear, because you could be doing other things like drinking coffee. You know, we have priorities. Priorities indeed. (laughs) So when, priorities indeed. So I'm going to take you back to when you were dog training, because what got you into, I mean, I have a French bulldog that's very badly trained. So while we're talking about social (laughs) media, if you could help me work on that, I'm, I'm actually seeing a niche for you here. The only social media expert who can also make my French bulldog come when called. <laughs> but what got you into dog training? Well, everything in my life prior to Zing Pop social media was animal related. I got my degree in wildlife biology and zoology. Um, I, I have been obsessed with animals since birth. Actually, I think my mom said from the womb. Um, and so it, it was a... Um, my original plan with my degree in college was to get into um, um, zookeeping, captive breeding for endangered animals, um, wildlife rescue uh, and rehab, which I did do right after college. Um, but then I also got into um, working at a humane society because I, I needed another job to pay the bills. <laughs> and uh, so while I was at that humane society, they had free classes. And um, I figured, why not? <laughs> why not um, do my own uh, or, or start taking my dog to these training classes? And so by doing that and simultaneously working in the shelter and seeing all of these animals get surrendered because of whatever reasons, you know, behavior, they're, they're too energetic, they're too aggressive, they're too scared, they're too whatever, and people would surrender them or let them go. or um, And then just realizing from these classes that so many dogs would stay in their homes if they went through a basic training class. And that became then my new, my new mission in life was to, uh, uh, you know, make sure as few dogs as possible ever saw the inside of a shelter. And so I, I started, be- I became a dog trainer. I went through um, some apprenticeship programs. I went to the San Francisco Academy for Dog Trainers, got my certificate in training and counseling, eventually became a certified professional dog trainer, became a certified kennel operator. I, I like acquiring titles. So <laughs> I did a bunch of that in the in the pet care industry and um, had a lot of fun doing it. But that's also where I learned about um, social media and email marketing. And um, when I got laid off from my job, that's how I, I came into starting my own business in social media. Love the way you said way, love the way you pivoted. I worked in animal mm. welfare in New Zealand in Waitakere and uh ended up mm, it was for me mm. it was too distressing i yeah there there was a high burnout factor i really really admire what you did and a lot of dogs were surrendered because people i, I people weren't they didn't have the education or the awareness they they'd chosen they that had negatively impacted the lives of the animals it was uh so I very, very much admire what Thank you. So I'm going to bring you right back round to close um, again, just to finish off. Uh, do you have any pets? This is going to segue into closing. I, <laughs> I love that word. It's my word of the week. <laughs> do you have any pets? Do you have any pets? Right now, I do not. Um, I I actually just had. I can't believe it, but I just celebrated. Celebrated is the wrong word. Um, I just observed my third anniversary of being petless and um 
I actually think I, I made a post about that online when that day occurred. And um, one of my friends reached out to me and he said, hey, are you interested in a cat? We need to rehome ours. So I might be getting a new cat very soon. <laughs> I completely and utterly understand. I've, uh, I've looked after dogs for a very large part of my life. And there is, uh, there's, it's bittersweet because uh, you love them when, you, when they're with you and it's incredibly devastating when, when you lose them. Yeah. So, and there is limits. It does limit your lifestyle. There's a lot of, um, I mean, it's not like my French Bulldog is going to grow up and actually learn to make me an English breakfast cup of tea. <laughs> so, so you know, the needing to be taken out to go to the bathroom, it's not, it's not going to stop any time soon. Indeed, yes. Um, so dog is probably well, on the horizon for me, but more like 2022. I love that. You know what? I'm going to leave it there because that was such a beautiful conversation. I'm still picturing your pajama pants with the elephants with a little <laughs> bunch of the flowers. And I think that is the perfect, perfect piece of clothing to end the segment on. Thank you so much for your time. I promised I'd only keep you for 15 minutes, but I enjoyed talking to you so long that we went over. Tracy, you and I have an appointment uh, next week. And I will make sure that my dog is there at the same time. Thank you. <laughs> it's been my pleasure. Thanks me. so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.